This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Home Alone. You filthy animals. Came out in 1990, directed by Chris Columbus, written by John Hughes, starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, and Daniel Stein. Yeah, this is a huge movie back then. I remember it was making like all no, the John money. No, John Hughes. John Hugh Hughes? John Hughes movie. Um, yeah, I just remember this coming out being a huge deal back in the day. Uh, I did huge not see, deal, the biggest deal. Huge. I did not see it in the movie theater, but I saw it on home video like that Christmas or the next Christmas, whenever. Um, and I had not seen it until uh, last night. Uh, Alex, what's your history with it? I saw this was one of the movies that I saw in the um, drive-in movie theater. I think this was one of the last ones that I saw with the whole family. And it was great. Still is. The kids love it. I love uh, a third of it. Okay, we'll get into which third you like. (laughs) Scott, (laughs) Scott, what's your history? Uh, Remember seeing advertisements for this, commercials, and going to see it in the theaters. And everybody, uh, at least as a kid, everybody loved it. Uh, I, I can see why kids would definitely be into this movie. And, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But, uh, yeah, saw it when it came out. All right, well, let's get into it. As usual, we're each going to pick seven items to talk about. So, um, I don't know, who not is this? No one really nominated this movie, right? It's on <laughs> it's my a... list, but, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Merry right, Christmas, well. by the way, everybody. Yeah. So, Alex, you go first, then, since you nominated it. All right. Uh, my number seven is Buzz. What a shitty older brother. I hate that guy. <laughs> Not only, I mean, we might dip into the second movie a little bit, but in the first movie, he's a jerk that eats all of the only cheese pizza that Kevin gets because he hates, I mean, he's just not a little kid. He can't eat uh, other toppings just because he doesn't like them. So Buzz, you know, being a bigger brother, just or an older brother, just eats all of his pizza, then pretends to vomit, and then chaos ensues when Kevin, you know, really <laughs> knocks him on his ass right in the... Right in the old solar plexus. And then that starts like the, uh, that's pretty much the domino that sets off the catastrophe of uh, Kevin being left home alone. Yeah. Who's a worse older brother, him or Chet from Weird Science? No, Chet. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh... Mm-hmm. He's just John a dickish... Likes us. Yeah. So, uh, Buzz is just a dickish older brother. Yeah. Whereas Chet's like fucking psychotic. <laughs> that's true alright uh, I'll go next then uh, one thing for me is just I completely forgot that John Candy was in this movie I, I, oh, he's hot, way higher on my list yeah no I, I, I exactly the same thing for me Jeff I completely <laughs> forgot he was in this I was like Uncle Buck's in this movie <laughs> so yeah well same writer director Exactly. That's why I was wondering if I forgot which what came first, but it was just good to see him. I haven't seen him in a while, and uh, yeah, John, good old John Candy making his nice, friendly appearance in this. Uh, 
So that's my number seven. Scott. Uh, number seven is that the the thieves, uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, um, that they, they leave a calling card. Where they, they, <laughs> they leave the, the water in the, the basement running for no reason whatsoever. And that that whole thing pays off at the very end when the, the cops are taken away. <laughs> well, you know, well, thanks for doing that, because now we know every single house that you guys hit. <laughs> like, what are you laughing at? Yeah. Why are you laughing? Come on. Yeah. And then, you did it again, didn't you? Yeah. And then, That's only circumstantial evidence. I only get a hold of it. Yeah. Then, uh, it won't hold water. Yeah, Joe, Whoa! Uh, she'll hold a lot of water, apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they... <laughs> They they've been doing this and and now they're going to get in big trouble for it, but apparently not that big because they're back in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Well, but, they bust uh, out, right? I forget. Yeah, I think they bust out of jail, and that's why they're out early. Mm-hmm. Hiya, pal. All right, Alex, number six. My number six is Uncle Cheapskate. <laughs> All this stuff that he does, just he's an asshole, but he makes me laugh. First of all, he goes hard on Kevin. <laughs> Look what you did, you little jerk. You have more to then say about on the, that. Then when he's on the airplane, he's like, oh, I think that's real crystal. Here, put it in your purse, put it in your purse, put it in your purse. <laughs> he practically shoves it in his wife's purse before they come up. The um, flight attendants come up. More champagne, please, and fill it up to the top. To the top. <laughs> what an asshole. And you notice at the end yeah. that they don't come back to the house. So they stayed in France. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, my number six is that that house is amazing, and I have to admit I didn't give this movie my full attention. Did they explain why they have such a nice house and why they're going to France and Paris for Christmas? And they're, they're rich white people. So yeah, the, so the, pa- the Paris beyond rich white people. The Paris thing they kind of hand away because they they say his brother got a job there who we never meet. Um. So that they they like flew them out. I think that was kind of hinted at. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they 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 never like say how though that they have like the, the the really nice house in the suburbs like that. Yeah, it's beyond a really nice house. The goddamn mansion isn't. At least from the outside, it looks like one. Mm-hmm. Um, Even on the inside. Yeah. Plus they right. have like what seventeen kids. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> All those stockings. Jesus Christ. So I was amazed by how big their house is. And I can't believe Kevin was able to protect all the entrances. It's pretty amazing. All right, mm-hmm. Scott, number six. Okay. Uh, so number six is uh, Buzz. Uh, mostly that little speech that he gives in, when they're in Paris. Uh, <laughs> when he talks about how Kevin's going to be okay for three reasons. <laughs> and he goes, A, and then two, and then finally D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I don't know, that. it was such a dumb speech, but the 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 kid playing the actor really sold it, so it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the second one the most, though, he's like, two, they're smoke detectors. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that means anything. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, but the, the, the buzz, buzz a speech when they're in Paris about how Kevin's going to be okay. Yeah. Hey, right. Is it true that French babes don't shave their pits? Yeah. <laughs> what about the nude beaches? All right, Alex, number five. My number five is running to catch the plane with the whole music and everything. They're, everybody's scrambling in the house. 
And then there's more confusion with <laughs> an annoying kid that's just going through all their luggage <laughs> in the shuttles. And so they mistake him for Kevin uh, after the power goes out. Then running through the airport, and the song just makes the whole thing. It's awesome. I love it. Every time I hear that song now, it's just running through the airport. Yeah. All right, well, that will lead into my number five. Is They really are the worst parents ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't care how panicked you are. You don't leave your kid at home. I, I, I refuse to believe it. I mean, I know they... They do their tricks. There's their panic. There's a kid there who they count. Please, come on. So, I, I was very close to adding something like that to my list, but I was like, if I start doing that, then the whole thing's just going to unravel. And then uh, I, I know. But uh, I, I, I totally agree with you, Jeff. Though, like, <laughs> yeah, there's, like... there's, there's no way. And actually, one of the things on my, uh... oh, it's actually honorable mention. I'll get out of the way. Is the kids packing their own bags? They're fucking yeah. going, they're going to Paris, and the night before they're like, "Okay, everybody, pack your bags." There's no fucking way. Like, yeah. <laughs> if I packed my bag at his age, it'd be nothing but like transport yeah. GI Joes in my bag. Yeah. <laughs> like even, even like with the exception of like the oldest daughter, like if I was a parent, I would not have trusted any one of those kids to pack what they needed. Yeah, including Buzz. <laughs> it's so true. All they packed was Axe body spray. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so Scott, number five. Number five yes. is uh, John Candy showing up. I <laughs> I liked his character. <laughs> just just him being John Candy. Uh, I yeah. completely forgot about it. It was kind of a, a Second City reunion with with him and uh, Catherine O'Hara. Um, but it made me laugh when they when he starts talking about how they. Uh, they sold a bunch of records. And she, said, she says, oh, in Chicago? And he says, oh, no, 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 Sheboygan. <laughs> Just yeah. the kind of his delivery. And I, I'm not even sure where the fuck Sheboygan, Sheboygan is. It's, <laughs> just assuming it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Just like uh, Rancho Cucamonga yeah. and uh, Albuquerque. Albuquerque, yeah. Places don't exist except in cartoons and movies. Yeah, just... Well. I, just liked his his character. He didn't have a lot to do other than just be kind of a <laughs> this guy that helps her get home. Yeah, and that, I love that little gag at the end where like the family arrives like ten minutes after. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Alex, number four. My number four is it was a little bit touching when Kevin finally uh, meets the old man at the church that he's afraid of throughout the whole movie because he thinks he's some sort of serial killer thanks to Buzz. But uh, he learns not to judge a book by by its cover, you know, until the next movie, of course. Uh, but, yeah, it was nice. That was a, a, a nice heartfelt scene, and that really galvanizes Kevin into defending his home and not being so afraid. Yep. I agree, and that's my number four is the Boo Radley stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's what it is, and at the very end, he saves his... He saves his bacon at the end, too, so... Oh, uh, man, I'm glad I called that guy. <laughs> exactly. Let's so. <laughs> uh, say My number four, I have Boo Radley stuff. So, uh, Scott, number four. Number four, and we already talked a little bit about this, but just how shitty the entire family is to Kevin. Yeah. Like, and I, I get he's a little kid, and he, he kind of gives it back. Like, he calls, like, 
uh, Buzz Barf Breath or something like that. And he's a little whiny, but he's a little kid. And like Uncle Frank is way the fuck out of line. Like, oh yeah. Like I can't, I cannot imagine like that ever happening with anybody like that I know. Like where, like Jeff, if you, if you, you would never do that to to your niece or nephew. Like, and look the, what you did, you little jerk. Yeah, and if you did, like everybody else would like call you out on it. So yeah, it's like, dude. Yeah. You're yeah, acting I, like that asshole from Overload. Yeah. yeah. And then it's everybody staring at him like nobody wants to help him. And I get that the other kids don't want to help him because they're kids and kids are assholes. But like the like at least the, the older ones should should know a little better. And uh, and even worse when uh, the mom takes him upstairs basically like there's some flowers in the attic shit like locking him in the attic. But uh, when she he says something and then uh, she says well why don't you wish for not having a family for Christmas, and then he, and then he basically does, and then she's like pissed off that he does it. And it's like, no, you fucking just dared him to do it. Like, don't mm-hmm. be mad when he when he like responds to what you just told him to do. So yeah, she's a shitty parent. <laughs> yep. Um, and then yeah, the the whole thing about how they forgot him. Well, um, they slept in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Alex, number three. My number three is John Candy. And you guys have said it all except for that story. He was like, oh, kids are resilient, you know. One time my nephew, yeah, he got left alone in a mortuary yeah, over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, the last, last story he has. <laughs> oh, man, it's gold. He was like, yeah, I mean, he's talking now. You know, kids are kids are tough. <laughs> Six or seven months. Yeah. Uh, or awesome. weeks or whatever it was. It's great delivery. We miss you, John Candy. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, my number three is, uh, he's not a good actor. Hello, Macaulay Culkin. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. Like, I get it, he's a kid, but there is some stuff where I was like, this is some uh, Anakin Skywalker type shit. Like, I don't know. There's there's very few, I guess, uh, Haley Joel Osmonds in the world, I guess, and most of the kid actors suck. And yeah, I know. He was bad I just remember him being everywhere back then. They so, they uh, make him break the fourth wall at points, though. True. Which is... Ugh. But, yeah, it's bad. I know it's cute, but it's... It, it, I was like, last I was like, he's not very good. Like, I thought that was the whole thing, that he was good, that he was a good... But no, I just think it was because it was a fun movie and he was cute. But, like, yeah, he's not good. And that's why he's on the street giving handjobs for crack or something like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's easy, okay. 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 Like I want to say, his brother in Signs is way better. What, but he was Phoenix. No, the other brother. His brother was in this too. <laughs> was yeah, he? Kieran. He was the the kid that wets the bed. Oh, uh, okay. He's eating the fluid, Stuart. Your rubber sheets are packed. Yeah. Uh, but he was a little bit older when he did Signs, as opposed to Macaulay. His name is actually Macaulay. I never yeah. actually knew his name. His last name is Culkin. Yes. Yeah. Never yeah, just had his one word, Macaulay Culkin. Plus, Kieran, his brother, is uh, what's his face from Scott Pilgrim? Yep. Wallace. Yeah, cool gay roommate. All right, Scott, number three. All right. So my number three is we. You guys already talked about it, but the the old man's oddly realistic, tragic side story that he's got going yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> like all this, like okay, it's a it's a dumb holiday kids 
family movie, whatever. But then they throw in this thing where it's like, oh, this shit just kind of got real. Kind of, <laughs> kind of brings everything down. And the the guy gives like the uh, <laughs> uh, the Chuck Heston speech in <laughs> in Wayne's World oh, Two. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like, well, this is <laughs> this is oddly moving for for everything else that's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. It just it was a weird. I don't know, just like a weird tonal choice. Like I, I guess you you wanted to be sympathetic with the old man so that you weren't surprised when he, uh, like helped him out at the end. But, uh, yeah, it was just it was a little too real for what was going on. <laughs> I agree. It, mm-hmm. it felt a little out of place, but at the same time, yeah, uh, I don't know. Something for the adults. There you go. Maybe at the end, somebody who had gone through the same thing reached out and. Talk to their estranged child, son, father, daughter, sister. There you go. Mm-hmm. Alex, number two. Sorry for that. No, it's fine. Uh, can I feel it? <laughs> no, no one, one can. can. <laughs> uh, also, McCullough Culkin. He's uh, serviceable. <laughs> I guess, in, I mean, he was given a role and he did the job. Um... Even as a kid, when I first saw it, I was like, well, there's nothing, you know, I wasn't really liking this movie up until, you know, the last third. So, uh, yeah, his performance was just meh. And yeah, the commercials where he kept slapping his face. Uh, it's, it's mo- <laughs> I like that, not because it happens in the movie, but <laughs> they parodied it in The, uh, the Critic. <laughs> He's like, Home Alone, again. <laughs> He's like 30 years old. <laughs> ah! Uh. That killed me. Yeah. But yeah. The other thing I forgot to add when I was talking about him is I remember the skit on SNL when this came out. And it was David Spade doing the Weekend News. And he has a picture of Macaulay Culkin in the corner. Ah, oh, look at him. He's all cute. Look at him. Yeah. Now look at this one. Oh, look at this guy. He's all cute, too. Yeah, that's me at the same age. Look at me now. Welcome to hell, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stick with me forever talking about, yeah, cute kid, ugly man. Just wait for it. And I think he was right. Mm -hmm. Although I haven't seen him in forever. Oh, my kids are doomed. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Well. It's on to my number two, right? And I'm going to say yeah. uh, Pesci. Both of them, but I'll give the thumbs up to Pesci. And I want to say that for a whole generation of people, like the Pesci they know is My Cousin Vinny, Home Alone, Lethal Weapon Joe Pesci. And they don't know the badass, scary-ass casino goodfellas. <laughs> How am I funny? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and this is just one I was I was thinking about how there's yeah yeah, there's these few movies where he's hilarious but all his previous stuff he's a one bean sob and you could not see him being in this family yeah that's that's true yeah that's Mm -hmm. yeah there's this uh, with honors I don't know if everybody remembers that he plays the homeless guy I do not oh I do I I don't like a cell but I remember it being out yeah at no point does he shank anybody with a pen in that movie (laughs) or beat a guy (laughs) with a phone yeah. Or say you motherfucker, you I don't do that. No, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, I, in this movie, he's great, and uh, yeah, Joe Pesci, number two, Scott. Okay, so uh, my number two is the 
<laughs> this is this is more because I I use this the the gif of this or um, make reference to it a lot, especially around this time of year. But the uh-huh. the the black and white movie that that, that he goes back to um, him what using it him, like him using it in real eight. life. Sorry, was that Alex? Oh, with the movies called like Angels with Dirty Souls or something. Yeah, yeah, like they actually produced it like it was like a real movie for it, and, right. I, and I think it was a nice little touch that they did it that way. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of dumb the way that he uses it in real life, and how like the pizza guy thinks it's real bullet fire because he's. Well, that wasn't a very bright pizza. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Although I did like the gag of him and uh, the airport vans knocking over that statue in the front. Constantly. I mean, the very. Very not racist lawn, lawn jockey. I wasn't paying that close attention to it. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the 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 movie within the movie, the <laughs> pulls out the Tommy gun and just goes to town. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> but my Tommy gun don't. Yeah. yeah. Keep the change, you filthy animal. And then just the the cackling. That's uh, so good. It wasn't. It wouldn't be till the second movie that it was. Uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, which is too bad. And a happy new year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Alex, number one. My number one, Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci as Marvin Harry are awesome in this movie. Not only are they, you know, Joe Pesci, critically acclaimed actor, so he sells the shit out of every role he's in, but this whole third act of the movie is like Johnny from Karate Kid. Because they sell all those injuries so well that I can't help but laugh. They do pratfalls and all the gags work so beautifully only because they sell it so hard. And I love it. It's a good point. (laughs) Like like, uh, climbing up all the tarred stairs and then Marv (laughs) on the nails. Like, you don't see that in anything. Well, except for Death Wish, but (laughs) he just falls back like silently. Like, he gasps and he lets out this giant shriek and just the comedic timing with all the physical comedy is impeccable. Yeah. Definitely agree. But Kevin's like, like some kind of super genius to know that he would put his foot down on the step, his left foot instead of his right in that exact spot. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It worked, didn't it? It did. <laughs> yeah. And like he knew he'd go through the window with uh, the Christmas ornaments on the ground without shoes at that point. Well, at that point, wouldn't you be a little wary? <laughs> yeah. he, look, he even looks up. He looks left. He looks right. He looks up. He doesn't look down when he steps. Yeah. In. He, just, he doesn't step. He stomps down on this. He's very confident. Yeah, prop, props to the Foley guy because that sounded like oh. Well, they're a rich way family. They can't afford real, like, glassy yeah. crystal ornaments. But yeah, the sound, the sound effect for that was, ugh, made my teeth grind. Mm-hmm. Plus the uh, nod to Indiana Jones with the M for McAllister on Joe Pesci's hand. With the what? The medallion. I, I don't know if that was necessarily... Was that this one or the second one? No, it was, no, this, that one. was this one. It was this one. Yeah. Maybe, I guess maybe wait, it could have been the doorknob, and it's super hot, and it melts oh. the M on his for McAllister on his hand. Yeah, I, guess, I, I, I guess that could have been not Indiana Jones. Yeah. What uh, can yeah. I know? And I like the uh, the spite little spider gag. <laughs> Just when he has it on him, Joe Pesci, and he's <laughs> yeah. nail him. 
Marv, what are you doing? He's done so pathetic. Don't move, Harry. <laughs> Marv. Where? <laughs> Cracking like three of his ribs. Right his... God. Oh, that was brutal. Yeah. Where'd it go? Did I get it? <laughs> oh, man. Yep. All right. Uh, my number one will be the score. John Williams again. Uh, yeah. I actually forgot that he did this. And then hearing, oh, yeah, this definitely feels like it. And and, uh, and once I heard it, because I think he's done it at some of the events that we've been to. Yeah, right? I, think, I think the last time it was the, the kind of little bit of everything he did yeah. do Home Alone. Or they did Home uh, Alone. Yeah. So it was good. John Williams' score as, with everything is excellent. That's my number one. I, I, would, I would take that a step further, Jeff. Uh, I guess they did a really good job... Just, General use of Christmas music in this. That's true too. Yeah. Mixing, yeah, yeah. So like it Original. never, yeah, it never, never felt like they were shoehorning it in. I mean, they were because it was a Christmas movie. They were trying to play as much as they could, but um, it never felt gratuitous. Yeah, it's balanced well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott. Number one. Number one is the home invasion and subsequent defense. Uh, that that whole sequence was like the. The, the the money sequence as a kid because uh, we all knew it was coming um, and even now there I, I found myself uh, looking forward to it and and enjoying like like I was saying all the, the pratfalls and the um, and the traps even though you know it, as an adult it's obviously much less uh, realistic um, yeah but still <laughs> yeah but still still a lot of it's a lot it's a lot of fun um, you know for Holiday movies, which can be a complete slog, you know, this was something a little different, and uh, yeah, that that whole that whole sequence, um, you know, as a kid though, it was the best. Like, <laughs> and he and they did a pretty good job of making it seem like something a kid would think up. Um, the 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 tar and the nail, I'm not so sure about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or even knowing how to use a blowtorch, but whatever. It's very Tom and Jerry esque. Right from the right from the beginning, where he pokes the BB gun out through the doggy door and nails nails Harry right in the balls. And this, yeah, he does shoot him in the dick. <laughs> yeah. And just his reaction is pitch perfect. So I have. Uh, two- Two things I say in the heist. One, so my memory, I thought the whole movie was that. Like, I don't remember, like, just yet being the very end. For some reason, in my mind, is they leave him at home, and the entire time, he's defending them off. So I had a bad memory of that. And the other one is, why don't, like, why do they keep going in? Like, aren't they afraid he's going to call the cops? Do they say why he... Yeah, I don't know. Like, he... Yeah. And, and, and how the fuck does, like, the, like nobody, like the cops never let the family know what happened with the break-ins and everything. Like, I mean, I guess they get arrested at a different house, but right. I, just, I just don't see how they don't know that shit happened went down in that house. Like the doors are busted in. Like they they show the like the frame and the the basement door getting ripped off with the crowbar. Like. <laughs> Like I don't know, I don't know. Like Kevin's just gonna say, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, it was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Guess you had to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't easy. 
All right. Uh, that wraps it up. Anything, uh, any honorable mentions? My only one was the spider, which we talked about. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, the, the way the spider got free was Kevin, like an idiot kid, was climbing the very, very not sturdy bookshelf in Buzz's room. I'm surprised he didn't break his fucking neck. Yep. Kevin, Kevin should have been dead right then and there. Which I think that's some, of course, it's some internet theory. It's like, oh, Kevin's dead the whole, almost the whole movie. I, I, yeah. I can I can see why. Um, just gonna go back here a second. Like that. Like what? Yeah, Kevin doesn't explain why that the room gets wrecked or anything. Um, just from a writing standpoint, because they don't want the they, they they had the big happy reunion. Yeah. And like the parents would feel even like they should feel even more horrible to know that these fucking people came around and were trying to murder him. <laughs> Maybe that's how he got out of a beating with Buzz. But yeah, but but then if you were a little kid, yeah. You'd be like, no, Buzz, it was the... I would blame it on the bandits at that point. Yeah, the, oh, the bandits came around and broke into our house. I was very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, did you notice this movie ends the exact same way as Jingle All the Way? <laughs> so at the end, he's all happy, and then, Kevin, what'd you do in my room? And he, like, looks at the screen, like, <gasps> and then Jingle All the Way is, well, what did you get me for Christmas? Arnold Schwarzenegger looks uh, at the screen. Yeah, but yeah, 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 pretty yeah. clever. The other one is stupid. <laughs> Who did it better, Arnold or Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it to Culkin on this. One. <laughs> there's the only the only time Culkin beats Schwarzenegger. There, there's a uh, there's a podcast called How Did This Get Made uh, by Paul Sheridan. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. <laughs> um, and I was just listening to the they did, they did one for Jingle All the Way like I don't know like seven or eight years ago now. But uh, yeah, they 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 basically came to a lot of the same conclusions that we did. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, anyway, so honorable mentions for me, um, the I, it also made me laugh when they were watching "It's a Wonderful Life," but in French, uh, the dubbing <laughs> yeah. dubbing was horrible. And uh, there was a Hope Davis. I wouldn't call it a cameo because I don't think she was that famous back then. But uh, she was the French, uh, not flight attendant, but. Uh, uh, the woman at the kiosk? Yeah, yeah, the, the booking agent. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, we do not do that here. Yeah, she's not French, by the way. Yeah, yeah mm. but she's... <laughs> sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. We do not do wait, that wait, here. Which lady at the kiosk? The blonde lady. Oh, The blonde okay. French lady, yeah. The one who says, we do not do that. We do not do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on. yeah. You do it. Yeah, yeah, Hope Davis. And... Boy, he's Kevin wearing lipstick. This is funny. Uh, and then the the whole conceit of them getting from their door to the door of the airplane in 45 minutes. Yeah, not possible. If they live literally next door to the airport. That would still not be possible. <laughs> I mean, this is pre-9-11. Security check's not that big of a deal. <sighs> but yeah, in the snow. Uphill. Yeah. Both ways. Both ways. <laughs> Both ways. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what sub. Oh, I mean, it's a fake suburb. It's, is it the same suburb of all the other John Hughes movies? Shermer. Shermer. Could have yeah, been. Probably. I, well, so in some of those movies, there's like the the poor people where they still have like big houses and everything. But so I don't know. Yeah, where's the poor? I'm trying to think of a poor John Hughes movie. Uh, Pretty in Pink. She's Breakfast she's Club? she's like poor. And yeah, Breakfast Club, some of the kids are 
but you never see it. You yeah, you don't see where they live. Yeah, but Pretty and Pink, you see where they live with uh, with Harry Dean Stanton. Okay. All right. Well, uh, as usual, we're going to rate it uh, on a scale of one to seven. One being an absolute crap. Seven being perfection. So, perfection. Alex, why don't you go first? Oh, this is this is almost a six. I got to give it a five, only because the movie's okay and it's kind of forgettable, except for John Candy and the last third of the movie. So I I got to give it a five. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> I also give it a five. I like it. Don't need to see it again. It's been twenty odd years. That's good enough for me. Yeah, then uh, the jokes will be fresh when you watch it in another twenty years. Yeah, like yeah. I remember, I really didn't like it <laughs> when I was when it came out, but just because I was a because re- I was a little too old for this, so I was being rebellious. But yeah, it's a cute movie. Just yeah. So five for me, Scott. Uh, yeah, also a five. Uh, this is definitely the upper echelon of, of Christmas movies. Um, and yeah, it actually. Unlike Jingle All the Way, there is a message there um, that at least Kevin learns. <laughs> the parents just learn that they're shitty parents. But mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, got a lot going for it rather than just the typical people finding the meaning of Christmas bullshit. So yep, five for me. All right. Uh, so what's our crossover list this week, Alex? A crossover list is top five booby traps. Can't be just traps, so you can't put Admiral Admiral Akbar. It's got to be a booby trap. She has to be triggered, and then something happens. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, why don't you lead us off? What's your number one? Or number five? <laughs> My number five is one of the dumbest ones ever. Is uh, the rattlesnake booby trap in Hard Target. Where, first of all, Jean-Claude Van Damme punches the snake out cold. And then so that it doesn't make noise, he bites the rattle off. And then he leaves it somewhere, and then it swings down and bites one of the bad guys in the face. In the face? Mm-hmm. That was badass. I remember that. <laughs> it was an awesome gift for it out cold. And then he goes off with, uh, with Cajun Wilford Brindley. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. I guarantee. All right. My number five, I'm going to cheat because I don't have a specific one because I've only seen the first movie, but I know it's the, it's predicated on that. And like every trap in the Saw movies. Does that count? Uh, I wouldn't call them booby traps. I think they're just set up as puzzles. I think, so, I think I some of them I, definitely qualify as really I, Yeah, because I haven't seen all of them either, but I, yeah, I just, some people like walk into them. I, don't have, I just don't have a lot of interest in those kinds of movies. Neither do I, <laughs> but that's with that, with that particular like that that kind of subgenre the the torture porn just yeah yeah like the kill yeah. just the straight up how horrible can we make death? So anyway, they're very elaborate traps from the ones that I've seen. So that's making my list number five ever right. solved trap ever. Scott, okay, so number five is. Only the penitent man shall pass. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The first of... Well, the other two aren't really booby trap. Well, the second one kind of still booby trap. The third one is not a booby trap. But uh, the first one's definitely a booby trap. Uh, mm-hmm. Where the, the only clue is only the penitent man shall pass. 
And at the last minute, Indy figures out that penitent man kneel. <laughs> and he does the... But if he only kneeled, he'd still be dead. Yeah, so he ducks and rolls. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kneel and tuck and roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what the penitent man do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to church, Jeff? <laughs> I know. Oh. It must be orthodox. So the saw blades come out and... Uh... Yeah, the whole setup for that was really cool though, because they they sent in the the poor the poor dumb bastard. Yeah, the jobber. Yeah, with the scimitar. And then the head just comes rolling out of the. Yeah, that was great. So yeah, number five uh, is Last Crusade. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is diving back into my Simpsons lore, season one, where they buy the camper and they go out camping and they get stranded. You guys remember this one? Yeah, and Homer and Bart go off to find some food, quote unquote. <laughs> they have to; they lose all their clothes in the waterfall, and they have to put mud and sticks on their crotch to get bushes around themselves. <laughs> and so, what they're gonna do, Homer's like, "Okay, we're gonna build this trap." So he gets like a sapling, and he ties it around like a little noose thing, and he puts it on the ground. Somehow, cartoon logic, it stays on the ground. They're <laughs> just like, "Oh, look, that looks like nice dinner." And a little rabbit like goes over. To the trap to nibble on the leaf. <laughs> Instead of catching the rabbit, it just slingshots it. <laughs> That's like seven, <laughs> seven miles into the sky. You just see it as a dot in the horizon. Yeah. <laughs> Funniest fucking thing I ever seen at that point in time. Oh, man. That was a good one. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. <laughs> Ooh, Apparently. Yeah, this should have been your yeah. number one. It's kicking your ass. Uh, well... If it was comedic booby traps, then yeah, I'd be number one. But. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, my number four is going to be the Goonies. Uh, there's a few of them, but I, I like the one with the the the, the things just start falling and the okay the the ball that's going to trap. Yeah, with you know, Jester Copperpot. Yes, exactly. Thank you. And they fall down, but oh, luckily he had pitches of power. <laughs> there you go. It was wired. Don't move back there. Oh my gosh, run! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. So, there you go. Goonies number four. Scott. Uh, so this is. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind. Uh, yeah. In hindsight, yeah. it's not much of a booby trap, but whatever. <laughs> uh, I might allow this. Uh, Bob Barker. He's <laughs> not Bob Barker. <laughs> Oh. Is that the I stand by. I allowed something. I stand. I stand by Bob Barker. And we stand by not allowing Bob Barker. <laughs> yeah, two to one. Well, it's it's a tie. Anyway, uh, Blazing Saddles, um, where they they set up the whole fake Rock Ridge. I guess it's more of a traditional trap. Now that I think about it, but whatever. I don't have time to replace it now. So there you go. They set up the whole fake town, and they they go to blow it up, and the in the end. Gene Wilder has to shoot the dynamite from like a million yards away with his mm-hmm. <laughs> with a pistol, with a six shooter, yeah. the Kettleman's revolver, as yeah. I learned from Red Dead Redemption Two. And uh, <laughs> you see horses and shit <laughs> flying up in the air and slayers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Blazing Saddles. I'll allow it. It's from Blazing Saddles. Number Blazing Saddles. All right, Alex, number three. My number three. Oh, this one's just fucking brutal. First Blood. When all the sheriffs are going through the forest and everybody gets caught, but I think it's Caruso, right? They get to those spike branches, wham, right at crotch level, 
Oh my gosh. I forgot who actually gets it, but yeah, it's a good one. Oh, is it, I don't think it's Chris, because oh Chris is like the one guy that's like, why are we doing this? He's like, he's the one like voice of reason on the cop side. Right, but Dennehy brings him back in line. I guess. Not fucking Brian Dennehy. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no, it is fucking Brian Dennehy. I'm pretty sure it was Caruso. <laughs> like the spike branches. Oh, Jeebus age, that was harsh. And then Rambo just telling Dennehy, just walk away. Awesome. It's a good one. All right, my number two is also by a muscle-clad action star of the 80s. And uh, this will be... I have two from this guy, but this is the first one. Conan the Barbarian. That's Damn it. Oh, That's damn only it. your number three? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Might be further up my and list. The, and so when he sets up the trap after uh, Reese kidnapping the <laughs> the daughter and... Has the whole thing, and there's a guy's helmet there, and the guy hits it with the hammer, and the spike comes around and nails uh, it. Fulgrim. And it's all preceded yeah. by the, the greatest Arnie soliloquy ever. Crom. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's just like Joe Boo's not being able to hit a curve. Yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. same thing. Exactly. <laughs> it's always, it's always awesome. Sven Olthorsen. Sven Olthorsen, yep. He sells it. He does. So, anyway, Conan Spike. Trap is my number three. Scott. Uh, my number three is... Uh, <laughs> I, I could be off on this one, too. Uh, Goonies Water Slide? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> I could, because I, at first I was like, oh, yeah, because in my head I'm remembering it like tied into the uh, the harpsichord. It is. Okay, okay, then that counts. All right. So the harpsichord right, water get, slide. No, they solve the puzzle, they go through... And then something happens, and they go down the water slide. It's all tied together. Yeah, Meh. it's not really a trap, though. Like I don't like they're doing yeah, it. they're it's doing it's the, it's. I don't to get away, and the next thing you know, they're going down the water slide. But that was like the safe route. Well, whatever. Okay. Whatever was awesome. Goonies. Goonies counts. <laughs> yeah. All right. Alex, number two. Speaking of Goonies, the skeleton harpsichord. <laughs> okay. I love it. it looks so. Awesome! That's such an yeah. amazing set piece. The skeleton bones for keys and whatnot, and you hit a wrong note, and it just the uh, stage falls apart. Ugh, that was amazing. Yep. Oh, and she took piano lessons when she was three and remembers all that bullshit. <laughs> She's Annie. She can do any Andy. She can do anything. You goodie. You goodie. All right, my number two. Is another Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? This would be mm. Predator. When they're yep. setting, when they're setting the trap and the awesome muscle muscle montage and and this is almost like the trap that Homer Simpson sets, except it doesn't launch the Predator seven miles. <laughs> in the he actually gets caught in the net and starts firing. Uh, it's so cool, just the way oh, his that one. yeah, like yeah. his silhouette. Yeah, this is the first set, not later on in the movie. The, the first time they catch him, yeah, and the. Uh, you can see his silhouette and the leaves like bunched up and stuff. That's oh, such a cool shot. That's the first time you actually kind of see him and then uh, him just shooting randomly and everything. So that's it. Yeah, and also there's more traps later on, but I'll save that if you guys have it. So that's my number two. Nice, Scott. Uh, number two is going back to Indiana Jones. Uh, that's the the very beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
with the uh, <laughs> there's, there's there's a few booby traps, but the, the 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 most iconic one, the the boulder that he has to run away from. Um, it's made all the all the better because <laughs> he carefully weighs out the the bag of sand to make it match the the weight of the the statue, <laughs> and uh, he's so confident about it. And then he makes the switch. You think it's gonna be okay for a second, and then it it sinks in because he didn't do it right. <laughs> and then he has to run um, because he escapes the the boulder. That's just a full, uh, a cool looking, uh, um, I don't know, prop. Uh, mm-hmm. That you know, and then again, it's iconic. Like that's what we think of when you think Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Him running he should have gotten in his jeep and gone under the boulder. Yep, that was going over. That's what he should have done. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over and over again. <laughs> Tourists. Tell me that wasn't big fun. <laughs> All right, Alex, number one. Uh, my number one was going to be Raiders of the Lost Ark, Giant Boulder, but I'm going to switch it up and go the Giant Boulder from UHF at the very beginning of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's an Oscar. And... Uh, uh, Weird Al's like weighing the sand too, and he's like, "Ah, fuck this." Well, he doesn't say that, but he just throws the sand behind him and swipes the statue. And then the boulder follows him <laughs> all through like seven different countries, and it finally runs him over. That's great. Yep. Yeah. Okay, That's gang. A good one. But I will keep my number one as Raiders of the Lost Ark intro, Boulder Dash, running through the darts, and all that awesome. That that like Scott said. That's. That's what the, I think it's the best intro to a movie ever, and that's just this is what these movies are going to be like. Enjoy, and it's the best. Mm-hmm. So. Toss me the rope. <sighs> Toss me that. I'll throw you the whip. Yeah, Doctor Octopus. What are you doing? <laughs> so, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, my number one. Scott. Uh, Conan Final Battle. Um, mm-hmm. The yeah the the spike trap. Um, that the the less booby traps, but all the spikes are set up for the horses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, the speech beforehand is amazing. So number one, Conan the Barbarian. All Damn, right, should have done that. All right, any uh, honorable mentions? All right, it's time for Alex. No sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So Jeff, you still play hockey, right? Yeah. You feel safe? You feel safe from robots? On the ice? Yeah. Well, you shouldn't, because Boy. there's an ice skating robot now. Uh-huh. It looks pretty awesome, though. <laughs> like, instead of, like, legs or even blades or anything, it's got, like, these uh, things that are kind of like curtains, and they kind of flow like water, and that that's what, uh, or like a sidewinder snake. It kind of flows like that, and it moves it forward, and it can go on ice, because it bends them down, and over snow, and even underwater, so... We're doomed. Is it programmed to be our friend? For right now, hopefully. I am programmed for love. <laughs> it's programmed okay. for love. Break its legs. <laughs> Just a matter of time before we start seeing robot athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what was that? Uh, what was that arcade game? That football with all the robots. Robot jocks. Not robot jacks. Yeah. Anyways. Bill, yeah. Bill Lambeer's combat basketball. <laughs> At mode seven. 
Every time I see those like Boston Lab robot videos, I'm like, oh god, stop antagonizing the robots. (laughs) (laughs) They're trying to kick them over. Yeah, and they stand up too. They keep they you can't knock them over. Yeah, like Rocky. Yeah, Rocky went down. (laughs) They're literally made of iron. These guys. Yeah. It's time for an EM news. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, Uh, a couple quick pieces here. Uh, I think I talked a little bit last week about uh, the new Smash Brothers game for the Nintendo Switch, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, so just just to update. I'm I'm still playing it. Um, I I think I enjoy the idea of, of these Smash games more than I actually do playing it, and that is because I just make myself angry playing this playing this game. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so there's massive roster um, and you basically unlock new characters by just playing and every once in a while uh, you'll get a this, this kind of flashing warning like, oh, a challenger's appeared. And it'll be like somebody new that you can add to the roster but you have to beat them in a fight first. And I fucking lose like half of these things. Like, well, it's Queensberry rule. Yeah, you have to abide. Yeah, well, I'm 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 not good. I'm I'm only acquainted with uh, with drunken boxing, so yeah. um, I I don't know. Like I I've talked to people around my my office, and because everybody's playing this goddamn game, and they say, oh yeah yeah, the it's 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 hard for them too, and that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, but it, it just makes me feel bad at video games. Like I <laughs> I know I'm not nearly as good as I was when I was like. 11 or 12, we can just sit there and play nonstop uh, for for days on end. Mm. And uh, yeah, this this game is pissing me off. <laughs> that said, <laughs> that said, it's it's still really cool. Like a lot of thought went into like all the the different uh, characters that you can play and like their stages and stuff. And um, I'm always constantly like, oh yeah, that's that that's the thing from like an old NES game, like like Rob the Robot or some bullshit like that. Um, and I have like the music to go along with it and everything. Um, so the presentation's amazing. Um, just me actually playing it is just shortening my lifespan. Is all I'm saying. Uh, but yes, I do recommend it. <laughs> um, and then uh, Into the Spider Verse has come out. I'm switching gears. Here. Oh, I'm hearing. And, yeah, and to get my more Marvel stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of good things about it as well. I've not seen it yet, uh, but I, I kind of do. But yeah, I'm 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 hoping that uh, people aren't just I don't know. Give it like a free Fan, pass because yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. Because uh, people do love Spidey. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd be be fantastic if this if this thing really was quality. Uh, we might see more of this in the future. Um, I I always enjoyed the, uh, the the one thing I like I've said before that the DC or the DCU whatever the fuck it's called that the Warner Brothers DC has over Marvel is that their animated stuff. Um, they've, they've got a, a pretty strong library, uh, yeah. and it goes all the way back to like Batman the Animated Series and um, the newer Justice League stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's way better than than the DC live Even action. Justice. But like the Marvel, yeah, Young Justice is great. Uh, but the the Marvel animated stuff is eh, it's kind of hit and miss. Um, I mean, if I had to pick between the two, I'd rather have the great, the great live action, which is what we have with Marvel. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, hopefully this is a sign of things to come in the. Uh, with with how Marvel does things with the with the animated stuff, so yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to this, uh, getting out there and seeing it. Uh, that's all from me, uh, Alex. Did you have anything you wanted to talk about? Yes, 
I just saw Rampage oh, for the first time. Oh, did you now? Yeah, with uh, Rock uh, the Dwayne Johnson. Okay. And uh, it's good. It was a fun ride from beginning to end. It didn't like pretend that it was a serious movie or anything. This they the brilliant thing is that nobody ever says like, "Oh man, I we got to stop them before they go on a rampage." You know, there's no nod or you know, nod and wink to anything. That actually like that. that actually makes me like it less. Oh really? <laughs> oh, no. I want somebody. I want like to have that hot tub time machine moment. I want <laughs> I want someone. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be the Rock, but I need someone to like look at the screen and go. They're going to go on a rampage. <laughs> that, well, sorry to disappoint, but I liked it where that didn't happen. Okay. Because eh, it's, hard, it's hard to pull off. But what they did was they made, first and foremost, they made an awesome, really fun monster movie with a lot of humor and everything and tied uh, Rampage into it, like, loosely. Rampage. They didn't try to go, like, oh, these guys, like, drank a potion or something and became giant monsters and now they're destroying the city. No, none of that, you know, the cannon from the video game. You do see the arcade cabinet in the background, though, so that was a nice nod. But, yeah, it was a fun ride. And, uh, Jeff, you like apes and monkeys in movies, right? Yeah. You're you're going to love this one. Yeah, I love those monster movies. Hey, do, does at one point, does it shrink down and a little nude dude and he have to side <laughs> yeah. walk off the screen or no? No, they didn't Aww. do it. That's the only thing they didn't do a nod to. But, you know, the with the military, spoiler alert, with the military coming in and the massive destruction of buildings and the people eating, it is uh, in a spiritual rampage. And I don't think they could have done it um, any other way without it feeling like super like cheesy video gamey. And it sucks that it bummed because it's a really fun movie. Does one of the monsters punch like a neon sign and electrocute himself? <laughs> no. <sighs> do do people do people that are in these buildings that are under siege throw shit at them? <laughs> um, to, that and it actually kinda. like hurts them. No. Okay. Good. No. 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 But yeah, I recommend it. It's a, it's a nice rental, or if it's on if it's ever on Netflix or Prime or whatever, give it a watch. If you're feeling for something fun and fluffy. There it is. So, sounds good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jeff, I have one yeah. of you. I saw Creed 2 oh, okay. in, in the Ooh. theaters. Um, it's pretty good. It's a Rocky movie. <laughs> I'll say that. It's it's not bad. It's not as good as the first Creed, but it's still pretty good. Um, I love the returning characters. I love the new characters. Um, is Polly back? Who? Polly. Oh, Polly's dead. He did. Oh. You see his tombstone. It's next to Adrian's tombstone. Um, Your pussy's busted. <laughs> but <laughs> good old fucking Polly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Ivan Drago. So Dolph Lundgren's back with his son and uh, Ivan Drago. And I will say, this, uh, Brigitte Nielsen even makes an appearance in this movie. Wow! Uh, so there Dang. you go. Mm-hmm. Flat top? Um, Does she have a flat top? She does. She looks well. She doesn't look the same at all. She looks terrible, but she's <laughs> kind of dressed the same as she was. <laughs> shoulder <laughs> pads, same haircut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fur coat, shoulder pads. Got um, a needle in her hand. Drive the, the ketchup and fries. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely worth the watch if you're uh, a Rocky fan. Like it's not Creed, but it's definitely not like Rocky Five or anything. So, uh, oh, that's good. 
Yeah. No, have, have you guys heard the? Uh, I I can never remember their names. But the guys that do the, the Arnold musicals. <laughs> oh yeah. They they have one for Creed. Oh really? Yeah, but the Ooh. the best part is that there's a reference in that to Predator because of Carl Weathers, <laughs> and it's fucking gold. So do yourself a favor, look that up. Nice. Speaking of that, one Carl Weathers is mm-hmm. uh, either rumored or is going to be in the new Star Wars TV show. Yeah, I thought it was confirmed. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe it is then. Maybe he, maybe he's going to play the new, the older Lando. There you go. He's got a stew going. He's got the stash. Yeah. Uh, Billy so, yeah. D. Williams. <laughs> you got right. a little Bantha, Bantha bones in there? Yeah. A little blue milk? Maybe you got a stew going. going. (laughs) You better say that. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.